listening to the Citizens Church podcast. Citizens Church exists to saturate Bryan College Station, Texas with the good news and love of Jesus. To learn more about Citizens Church, visit us online at citizensbcs.com. Today's message is from Kevin Still. My name is Kevin Still, and if you don't know me, you definitely know my wife. This is LaTanya. Um, people actually call her Lala. Um, and for a long time, I've gone by the nickname of the hamster, which means that she is the song and I am the rodent. So uh, that's how that works out. There's a balance in the equation. I'm glad she's with me uh, today. Um, I really... I appreciated Jack's invitation at the very beginning of our um, time together when he just talked about pressing in to the uh, to this this moment um, and to not just simply be on the call, but to actually press in. Yeah. And I was saying to uh, Latanya a little bit ago that I just like in in the flesh, I feel so unprepared to sit in front of people right now. Um, I've been thinking about, I, I, I was praying earlier and leaning heavily into Jesus' words where he says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. And I was thinking like, the beautiful thing about us being together right now uh, is that uh, we are the, the body, and more specifically, we are the body of Christ upon which he rests his head. And so that means that when we come to one another, we can actually bring uh, rest to one another, that our time together in in worship and in fellowship can be rest. And um, that's that's really uh, beautiful. Um, I was telling Latanya, I just feel deeply, deeply tired uh, to the point that like my body physically aches. I feel so tired. And I also, uh, and I'm going to try not to get emotional when I say this, I also just feel really sad, like deeply, deeply sad. This is a real great way to start this, man. Like, oh, but I just feel like deeply sad. uh, And I have for like the better part of like a couple weeks. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm like, Lord here. And it just is like heavy. Right. Um, And when I think about what what types of things are making me so tired and what types of things are making me so uh, sad, I am sure that a lot of it is 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 very common among all of us that there is a I mean, Rachel, you said it best a minute ago when you kind of talked about us being in limbo. Like, what is this season that we're even in anymore? Like, I don't even know where we are. Uh, but we know that we're the ground underneath us is not overly steady. And that's one thing that we know between work and family and quarantine and social unrest. There's just a lot of chaos. And as I told Latanya, like, I just feel like there's a lot of dust in the air right now. <laughs> there's just a lot of dust in the air. And I'm constantly like, <clears throat> you know, like trying to catch my breath and um, trying to see straight. So anyway, and I think we all can, I think there's a certain amount of that that we all share in common. And so thank you that we can be together as the body and that the body of Christ is a place where we can bring our weariness, our heavy ladenness, and we can find rest for our souls. That's great. Now, I will say that there are some uniquenesses to some of my pain, um, some physical 
burdens uh, that are unique to me and even just some emotional things that, gosh, I would not wish on any of you. Uh, and, and, and that's the same for you as well. We all have a uniqueness to us and to our pain, which is where we have to go to God alone. Yeah. There are some places of us that even the body cannot perfectly reach and heal and rest. And that's wonderful. We get to take that pressure off of each other. It's so good. Like, it's a, be- it's a beautiful equation that the, the body can, in so many of the commonalities of our human experience, we can offer um, grace to one another, and yet we still have to press into our Father yeah. and just say, there's just stuff here that, like, like you're the only one who's going to be able to help me with this, you know? Sorry. Um, so... I, I'm excited to talk about that. I'm excited to talk about what we can do with one another and also where the Lord can meet us individually, because I really want to piggyback off of where Ben left us last week in Acts chapter two. He talked about the things that the early church was devoted to. And um, some of the things that Ben mentioned that the early church was devoted to, and we see this in Acts chapter two, this isn't just like Ben read a cool book somewhere and it's on a <laughs> secret shelf. It's like, no, we can all go to the Bible and in any translation see that the, 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 the early church was devoted to learning, which was the apostles teachings, which by the way, citizens has a daily scripture reading plan. We're trying to dig into the scriptures and learn the words of life. Um, the early church was devoted to breaking bread with one another to some type of meal or communion or coffee time or happy hour or something because of what we just talked about with how we can be the body of Christ to each other. The early church was committed to prayer, both personally and privately. We are in a time of, uh, as a church citizens, uh, we're engaged in a season of prayer together. I have a, a another group of men that we've just kind of devoted um, to to keep each other somehow encouraged to pray for an hour a day, um, and that seems like oh so extreme, uh, and it's really not. Once you kind of start practicing and moving there, it, it ends up not being as extreme as it sounds. But the early church was committed to prayer, and then lastly, one of the things that Ben said was that the early church was um, devoted to fellowship, which was very different than just the breaking of bread. In this fellowship, there was the sharing of our life and our resources, our gifts, even to a certain degree, our powers and privileges, meaning our wealth and our, you know, uh, we see that here. I mean, my goodness, when when someone is, is bringing out a guitar and leading us in worship, this is fellowship because this is sharing of the gifts of the Lord. This is powerful uh, for us. And that's uh, we're getting to see something that has existed through the ages. When we're gathering together like this and we're seeking the scriptures and we're breaking the bread and we're praying together and we see people bringing their gifts together, we can go, this, this isn't something that we just made up. Like this has been going on since Acts chapter two. That's powerful and that's great. Um, so... There is, there is a question that I've been thinking about, which is why was the early church so devoted to these practices and to each other? And one of the things that I think, and this is really my prayer for us, is I believe that early church was obsessively convinced 
that the kingdom that Jesus was offering and inviting them into was just drastically better than anything in their current state. Hmm. They were just obsessively convinced of this. And so being devoted to these particular practices and being devoted to one another in these ways was their active way of not pushing that kingdom off into the future, but of living in it now. And that's the beautiful thing about the things that the early church was devoted. They were saying, we want that kingdom now. We want that kingdom to expand now. We're not going to wait for Jesus to come back and give it to us again. We trust that he has He has given us his spirit. He has given us his example. He's given us one another. And we can experience the kingdom now because, my gosh, it's got to be better than all of this nonsense, right? And and, and I know that we're kind of like, boo, America right now, but I'm just going to say, like, this has got to be better than what they were dealing with in Acts chapter 2. I just know, I mean, sanitation practices alone, this is better than what they were dealing with, right? Yes. I'm coming off of a bad week. I get it. Like, it's been a rough week. It's it's sad when, like, the, the best news I had all week was that Sade has released all of her albums in a box set. Like, I got that text message yesterday from a friend. It was like, Sade, all of her albums in a box. And I seriously put my face in my hands and said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, that's kind of how bad it's been. I, I, I Every day I'm just like, is Willie Nelson still alive? Just if, if Willie, is he still <laughs> This is better than what they were dealing with. I know. Okay. So I'm just saying. um, Since Acts chapter two, since that time, and this is the part of my notes where I have like two hours of things to talk about. And I'm trying, I'm watching the clock. Okay. (laughs) But I got a lot to say here because um, ever since Acts chapter two, the church has been purposing ourselves to remain devoted to these things, right? That's been one of the things that the church has done. And the church has often, almost too much so, tried to encourage each other and help each other engage in these practices as well. Now, I'm about to say something that gets, I don't know where this word is going to land with people, but I'm going to throw it out there. But these things that the church was devoted to in Acts chapter 2 since then, we've re- we've labeled them and given them a particular name, and we call them the spiritual disciplines. And I think, hold on, like I know that that gets itchy with people is to talk about the disciplines. Okay, that's what we call them. And when we're talking about the dis- the spiritual disciplines, we're talking about the things that the early church said. This gets us the kingdom. Now we want the kingdom. Now, okay, now. Before I dive into talking about the spiritual disciplines, there's a couple things I just I've got to say because I do believe that we've kind of ruined the spiritual disciplines for each other over time. And we're at a place right now that as soon as I say spiritual disciplines, a lot of us are just like, oh, no, (laughs) like that sounds like law. That sounds like legalism. That sounds like religion. Okay, I just want to say this. And we're talking about the spiritual disciplines. This is no formula for getting or keeping your salvation. This is no formula for getting or keeping any kind of kingdom membership. This is not for getting God's favor. Okay. In fact, I, 
if there's anything I want to go ugh about, it's the idea of being good Christians. No, no, I don't want to be a good Christian. I spent way too many years of my life worried about what it meant to be a Christian and not a child. Right. And when you're talking about being a Christian, there are a certain set of boxes that you're trying to hit. And those boxes change depending on which other Christians you're with. No, we have a good father who has promised us all the good things. And in fact, he has already given them to us. Okay, so when I'm talking about the disciplines, I'm talking about that there is a man who lives in Georgetown, Texas, who is my earthly father. And the only way I'm going to get to know him is to spend time with him and to call him on the phone and hang out in his backyard. That makes sense. If I have a heavenly father that I want to know, I need to do the things that turn me to his presence. God is forever in our presence. He is omnipresent. All right. So there, there is an all present God with us. Okay. The disciplines are my opportunity to turn from anything that is got my attention otherwise and turn to him and to say, Hey, always present God. Man, I'm glad you're here. Okay. That's what the disciplines are doing for us. Well, Tanya and I live in a very small space and there are times that we can go hours in the same room and never engage one another. Right. Like you can share a space. We can be present, but not commune or engage. Correct. And that's what the disciplines do. They are our opportunity to turn from all the stuff and to say, oh, God, thank you for being here. So I actually would like to just real quick speak a blessing over everybody here. Okay, and the reason I want to stop right now and speak a blessing is because I just know and it makes me sad because I get sad easy, I guess. It makes me sad to know that when we talk about the disciplines, there are people who recoil in either fear or disgust. And this is like, I mean, the, the disciplines are our way of, of just turning to the Father mm-hmm. who already wants us. And so I, I would really appreciate, I love when Stephanie a few weeks ago had us mm-hmm. hold out our hands and I'm going to ask you to hold out your hands and I just want to speak a blessing over you because all of us need this blessing. So Lord, thank you for who you are. And thank you that you are a good father who just wants good things for your kids. And I speak a blessing right now over everybody in this call, listening at this moment, that they would know that our hearts would be convinced that the only reason that we can love you is because you have first loved us and that it was your kindness that existed before us, that called us to repentance. And you said, Jesus, out of your own mouth, you said that you are the vine and we are the branches. And I thank you that I don't have the power to engraft myself into you. That's all you and you've done that work and there's nothing I can do to make that thing more real. You've done the good work. So thank you that you are the God who has... uh, knitted us together in our mother's womb, who numbered the hairs on our head, the days of our life, who's hemmed us in behind and before, full stop, period. That's who you are. We're loved by you. Amen. Amen. Okay. I just had to get that out of the way because I just I want to clear the air that anything we're talking about in spiritual disciplines is so God will love me more. Buddy, you can't out love God. Okay. It's just like, good luck and please try. Okay. So, uh, So going back to what it was that the disciples were so convinced of, um, 
I wanted I wanted to speak about two particular benefits of the uh, of the disciplines uh, of the spiritual disciplines, and I was going to speak some out of Psalm 103. I don't know if we'll get there, okay? But Psalm 103 is just where I've been camping out lately because it has just been like, whoo! It's been nourishment, okay? Um, so. Psalm 103 says, you know, bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. So here's two of the benefits of the disciplines and of turning towards him. Um, When we're talking about disciplines and we're talking about things like uh, being devoted to prayer and to scripture and to fellowship and to those things, one one thing that we know, a truth that exists in the world is that what we feed grows, right? What we practice gets stronger and better within us. We, we know this. This is true um, in the sciences. This is true in, in athleticism. This is true in arts. You know, we know this. We know that what we feed grows. And so where we're devoting ourselves, Jesus himself said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well, right? And then, man, there are the things that are drawing for our attention, there are the things that are drawing us to say, I'm worth your time. I'm worth your energy and, uh, and, and really invest yourself over here that we can actually make a practice, a devoted practice. We could make, and a lot of us have, and I'm, I'm admitting this, a lot of us make a devoted practice out of just hanging out in the media, just, oh, and we're just feeding on that thing. And that chaos, that paranoia is just... It's overtaking us. It's growing in us. And what we feed grows, right? Uh, One of the great quotes that I have read about the disciplines is this. The purpose of the disciplines is liberation from the stifling slavery to self-interest and fear. Hmm. And if there are two things that describe life in 2020 America, it is self-interest and it is fear. And lo and behold, that was written by Richard Foster in Celebration of Discipline back in 1978, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the scriptures were written by people millennia ago. The things that are common to our heart have never changed, mm-hmm. right? The, 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 the TV channel changes, the media t- changes, the human heart stays the same. Right. We have remained since the beginning of time self-interested and afraid. And we are told uh, by Foster, who wrote Celebration of Discipline, that that these disciplines actually help us to break that slavery. Right. I don't want to feed that self-interest anymore. And I certainly don't want to feed that fear anymore. Okay. when I was talking about at the very beginning of this call, just feeling so tired and so weary and so sad from just the the limboed state of things and of uh, the dust in the air, the disciplines are our opportunity to turn from that to the Lord, that we can shut the door, we can turn off the TV, we can silence the phone, and we can say, here is life. There is a life mm-hmm. here, Okay. Um, and again, as I want to say, those disciplines are marking our active engagement with an already present God. Now, there are plenty of times that we have gone to God and we, I, and I hear that people, I've heard people say this and people have said this to me and I've been there myself that, um, 
I went to God. I prayed. Nothing happened. If you're looking for an answer from me, man, just go ahead and cut the call. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, not every single time that I eat a bone-in pork chop is it amazing, okay? And I keep eating the pork chops, right? Not every single time. Well, just sometimes when I listen to Sade, it is totally an ordinary love. I can just say that, but I keep listening to Sade, right? There are just some things about the Lord that remain a great mystery. And so I am just blessing you with the spiritual fruit of faith that when we go to him, he is a father who gives good things. Now I'm looking at my time. I need to start cutting things a little short. So (laughs) I want to very quickly just go ahead and mention this. Like I bless you with the spiritual fruit of faith that when you press into the disciplines, something good is coming. That when you're feeding and feasting on the disciplines and upon the scriptures and prayer and silence and solitude and worship and meeting together and those things, that something good is 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 unearthing. The kingdom is coming into your life in the present tense, Amen. right? Yeah. Now, the question is, where do we start? Where do we start with the disciplines, right? Because, whoa, so busy and so much going on, so tired. Uh, where do we start? Well, first of all, um, we just were told that we're going to start meeting again as communities on a regular basis. And part of our meeting together uh, as communities is that we're actually going to be talking about the spiritual disciplines and we're going to be pushing one another towards the prayer and the scriptures and the bringing our hearts together into the fellowship. That's actually part of our being together. Um, so that's one of the ways that you can definitely move into practicing the disciplines. And this is one I just want to toss out there for you as well. Uh, when, you know, when, when it comes to practicing the disciplines, this is something that has been frustrating or fruitless for you in the past. Thank God we're going to be getting together and sharing this conversation. But another recommendation that I have for you is to ask one of the saints. Yes, Richard Foster wrote this great book called Celebration of Discipline, but we are literally surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses in Bryan College Station, people who have walked with Jesus for a long time. Find a gray-haired person with a crown of splendor and say, "How? talk to me about prayer in your life. Talk to me about the scriptures in your life. Like, and when I say a gray haired, I don't even necessarily mean in, in like physical age. I'm like anyone who's been walking with the King for an extended period of time, longer than you just say, talk to me about that. Tell me about that. Right. We are so into this listening to podcasts of sermons from people on coasts that are not associated (laughs) with our life. Talk to someone, find your spouse's grandmother and say, talk to me because you have prayed this whole family into the kingdom. What was that about? (laughs) Okay. And by the way, mentioning the grandmother, guys, don't be thinking, I have to go find an old man. I've had more spiritual mothers than I have fathers in my life. And I am the man I am today because of the women who have raised me. So find a gray hair, talk to them, take the notes. Foster's book is great, but we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses and that's the church in action. Okay. So I'm so glad that we're going to be able to do that with one another. Man, I'm running low on time. The last thing. So how do we get started in the disciplines? We definitely are together as a church. We'll be ask a saint. And then also please look at David. Please look at David. David is the king of looking at a bad circumstance and then going, nope, this is the truth. 
Okay. Amen. I can open to any Psalm in the book of Psalms and you're going to see an example of David being like, oh, look, there's an army coming to kill me. God is going to sustain me. (laughs) Okay. Like that's David. This is why David was a a man after God's own heart is he did not believe factual evidence. He didn't believe the circumstances. Come on. He he rewrote his culture. Okay. So um, Psalm 103 David actually says, and I guess I can make this a closing prayer because of our time. Psalm 103, and I'm going to invite you, please go to look at this psalm later. I don't know all the contextual evidence. I just know, again, David had it worse than me, and he continually turned his heart from his attention from the thing that was coming at him and towards the Lord. I don't even know if he believed these words as much as he said, I'm going to move my heart into believing these words. Yeah. David says, and I'm going to pray this, and this is our prayer out. Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord who forgives all your iniquities, the Lord who heals all your diseases, the Lord who (laughs) redeems your life from the pit, the Lord who crowns you with steadfast Love and mercy, and get this, the Lord who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Thank you, God, that you have called us to something bigger than ourselves and to the fear that encamps around us. Thank you that you have given us one another, but thank you, too, that you have shown us through Acts chapter 2, church, that there are things we can do and choose, we can turn our attention towards you always in our presence, and we can witness and taste the benefits of the Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for the message. We hope it was encouraging to you. To learn more about Citizens Church, including gathering times and locations, or to give financial support, please visit citizensbcs.com. And again, Thanks for listening to the Citizens Church Podcast.